This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Labine. Only on the BetQL Network. All right, with me today is Marcel Dorf. Everybody knows him, the man that breaks the fights. And today we're doing some best bets for UFC San Antonio, March 25th, Cheeto Vera, Corey Sanhagen. But before we get to that, Marcel, you just broke some massive fight news. Two fights in a row. We got Daniel Rodriguez, Ian Gary, and then we have Armin Suzukian and Hanado Money Moicano. Bro, what bangers. Yeah, great fights, man. I, I, I not really broke it myself, you know. It's like I confirmed, it. but uh, sure. yeah, it's uh, those are Marcel tweets. <laughs> it's great fight, you know. I think definitely, obviously, Tarukian against uh, against Moicano is great, you know. It's signed now, so that's good. And um, yeah, Gary against Rodriguez. I mean, Ian Gary asked already before the sunken on fight to get a step up in competition. They don't want to give it been back then, and now they got he gets it. So uh, I feel like if he wants to reach the top fifteen, he has to get past Daniel Rodriguez. You know, and it's a tough task. You know, we'll see where uh, Alfari really is in the division, and uh, I think it's a fun fight, man. It's a fun fight. Some some of my buddies in the in the betting chat were in Mikey and the Mathis. They're both saying they're arguing because one of them's like, "Oh, Ian's gonna piece him up, be all precise," and then the other one's saying Daniel Rodriguez is gonna clip him and knock him out. So yeah, man, that's a that's a good fight right there. And then Armin Suzukian getting that top five shot hopefully soon because he's he's the man. He's, he's amazing, dude. I mean, yeah. So UFC San Antonio this weekend, Shido Vera, Sanhagen. I guess mm-hmm. let's start with that fight because I have one, two, three singles and then a parlay I'm going to get to. And at the end, I'll ask you about your picks. But right off the bat, main event, dude, I, I'm all over. I am. I am all over Sanhagen. In this right. matchup, minus 175 against Cheeto Vera. And let me explain myself a little bit here because Cheeto Vera is on a mean streak. Great fighter. One of the most ruthless finish chasers in the MMA. Reminds me a lot of Roman Delize in that aspect of uh, of late. Um, and, and it's just, he's so dangerous to bet against. But at these odds, with Sandhagen under a minus 200, being as precise and technical and smart and well-rounded as he is, I'm not sure Cheeto Vera is going to be able to find the finish like he likes to do. And I think Sandhagen is going to win the majority of the five rounds. So, man, minus 175 right now, bet MGM. I got to go with the favorite in Sandhagen. Do you agree? Actually, I do. Um, so I hear many people are on Marlon Cheeto Vera. And it makes sense, you know, he... Uh, um, 
his ones are more louder you know what i mean it's like yeah. uh it, it makes more buzz you know uh the font uh win where he knocked him down several times he actually got out strong in the fight which is crazy but he landed the more damaging shots and knocked him down many times so uh, he won the fight against uh dominic cruz i think he was actually i think cruz was actually doing very well against him oh, until yeah. elton vera knocks him out with that head kick and uh and ended cruz at that night and you gotta break down these fights like not just by 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 way of finish, but by in total, you know. If you look at the Frankie Edgar fight, it was one one going into the third fight, the third round of thing, and it was close until he knocked Frankie out. Yeah, oh yeah, great. Until he knocked Frankie out, and we got also the Jose Aldo fight where we lost because of the wrestling of Jose Aldo. So the thing is, like, he's on. A, I think he's on a four fight win streak right now. Marlon Vera is looking really good, you know. But uh, Santagen, Santagen, I think stylistically Santagen is a horrible fight for him for some reason because Santagen loves to take, uh, how do you say, knows how to take, hold the distance, picks his shots, is uh, very technical with his shots. I think Marlon Vera needs to finish the fight to win the fight, you know what I mean, in, in this against Santagen. And Santagen, if he is more, uh, how do you say that, uh, if he is patient and he keeps his distance, he's picking his shots, uh, he can win the fight. And I think Santagen is able to definitely... Listen, man, Santagen will will get some shots to the head for sure from Marlon Vera, but I think he can take them, you know? And uh, I, I think overall Santagen gets a decision win at the end of the day. So, uh, yeah, it's... Man, you know, as much as I like Marlon Vera and I hope for him he gets the win because I think he's on the deserving way of on a title shot, I think Santagen gets back on track and uh, gets his own way to the top three. And uh, I'm taking Santagen via decision here. I agree, man. And Sanhagen uh, by decision on BetMGM is plus 100. So that's looking tasty. And a lot of people forget that TJ Dillashaw fight with uh, yeah, Sanhagen. Yeah. I thought Sanhagen won that fight. And I thought he was one fight away from a title. And then he had to backtrack and he's working his way back. So... Yeah, I think I think we'll be reminded this weekend. I who, feel something really and that really one real off day in the octagon that was against Aljamain Sterling. You know, yep. that's the champ. And all these others, there's those two losses against Dillashaw and Young. I think he lost to Young three to two. I think I think three to two or four to one, one of the two. But it was close. You know, it wasn't like blowout fight. Yeah. And against TJ, I agree. I had him winning against TJ, but he didn't got the he didn't got the fight. But after it, he got kind of, it sounds weird to say he got lucky somebody got injured, but it's pretty much that because TJ got injured and he rolled into the interim title fight against Jan. So, yeah. And, I mean, just an incredible main event regardless. Can't wait to watch sure. it go down. My uh, my next bet here, I interviewed both of these guys this week, which is mm -hmm. why I'm choosing to bet on this fight. And I think, one, this is going to be a scrap and a half, Steven Peterson, Lucas Alexander. But that being said, I think that scrap, that fire, that extreme pace, and and, and, and I'm not sure the word I'm looking for, like volatility, the, the violence Steven Peterson brings to a fight, I think it's going to be his downfall in this one against Alexander. Steven said in our interview, he said, hey, man, I'm going to bring this fight to him. I'm going to come in with extreme pace. I'm going to come heavy, throwing hard, a lot of pressure, and I'm going to smother him oppositely Lucas Alexander said he doesn't like that kind of fight so he's not going to let that happen and he's going to be very precise smart and work against Steven Peters's weaknesses out of those two answers I feel a little bit more confident in the younger Lucas Alexander who from what we have seen 
is very precise and his only loss in the UFC is a short notice fight against an absolute dog. So I'm going to take Lucas Alexander plus 125 as an underdog over Steven Peterson. What say you, my friend? Yeah, man. Sorry, I, I'm I'm laughing because you were talking about smothering. Uh, do you know this the song the ba- the bad thoughts from the Bloodhound Gang? I I'm sh- not by the title, but I know the Bloodhound Gang, so probably <laughs> there is a sentence in that song. They say, "I want you smothered, want you covered like my Waffle House has browns." <laughs> That's what I was thinking. About. Steven <laughs> Peterson's going to Waffle House, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, on a serious note, I think it will be a close fight, to be honest, man. The thing is with Lucas Alexander, he came on short notice into the UFC, remember? And uh, he got quick, he, he got quickly, he lost quickly to Joe Anderson Brito, right? Yeah. Um, but it's hard to say anything about that fight because it was short and short notice and he took the fight on, on less than a few days. So not going to be too hard on him for that. Steven Peterson, I feel like he should have, uh, I think he won against Erosa, man, in my opinion. It was so a close does he. Fight. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree with him, you know, and obviously he thinks that way, but I, I thought he wanted, I thought he did enough. I was a close fight. It was one of the better fights of 2022, if I can remember correctly. And uh, before that, he was on a nice, nice streak. You know, he he, he uh, knocked out Martin Bravo with that spinning, uh, spinning back fist. And in between, let me think, who did he beat? Chase Hooper. Uh, Chase Hooper. Yeah. Chase Hooper he beat. So the thing was against Chase Hooper, I think he was, uh, he didn't make weight for that fight. If I can remember correctly. Um, but overall, yeah, man, it's, it's difficult, you know. And the thing is, like, I think it's a clo- it will be a close decision. I think both guys are really competitive with each other. And then I take in mind that this uh, is in uh, this is in San Antonio, Texas. Yes. And he is from Florida's MMA, Houston, Texas, right? Or Dallas, Texas, it is. Yeah. Um, I think I think it will be a decision. I-, I favor Peterson with a close decision. But hey, dude. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the other way, but it's a very competitive one, and I'm looking forward to it. It's, in my opinion, one of the more fun car, fun fights on the prelims, you know? So, yeah, there's, there, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm glad you brought that up because that's an interesting point because, from my perspective, there were really two ways uh, of thinking about this fight because, yes, it is most likely going to be a very close decision. Mm-hmm. I was thinking in that regard, let's go with the underdog, close decision. You get yeah. better odds if it's a split or something. But you did bring up the Fortis MMA, Steven Peterson is not only just training at Fortis MMA, he's a coach there. He trains a lot of people. He has a satellite gym he works at. He's a very popular guy in the Texas area. And he said they're going to be bringing a lot of people to that crowd. So that could very (laughs) well sway the judges in a close decision. So I'm still going to go with Lucas Alexander, but I am going to end this little breakdown with bet this one with caution because I think maybe goes to decision or wins by decision might be the best bet here. I just don't have those uh, odds in front of me yet. That's why I brought you on, Marcel. You're a smart guy. You're a smart guy. Sometimes. <laughs> not all the time. So this next one, though, this is a business move by you, speaking of smart, because this is one you have some stake in. Manel Cop going up against Alex Perez. I'm on the Manel Cop side, minus 175. That's my kind of number, anywhere between minus 125, minus 175. If I like him as a favorite, I'll hit that money line all day. I like him here for a lot of reasons, but you are close friends with Alex Perez. So I know I want to let you speak on this first. How do you look at this fight? Yeah, I don't know if I can say close friends. I'm good with Alex Perez, you know what I mean? So it's like... um thing is like i I gotta tell you this story actually how i came in contact with alex perez if you're interested 
Sure. Uh, so uh, I think a Brazilian website posted that Alex Perez was supposed to fight Geraldo de Freitas a few years ago. So I posted this. It was back in the day when I was like uh, nowhere near something, you know, and I just took the fight from somebody and then I posted it with the source on it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So then uh, somebody uh, in the comments uh, tagged Alex Perez. And I was like, hey, dude, looking forward to see you back. And Alex Perez was like, yeah, me too, man, because I have no idea of fighting there. I was like, what the hell, you know? So, but I knew Alex was following me. So I DM'd him. I was like, dude, is this the wrong uh, thing or something? He's like, yeah, dude, I'd love to fight in, in, in two months, but uh, my arm is in the, in, in the brace. So I don't know uh, what, what the hell is up. So I was like, oh, okay, what the hell? So I went back to the or original source where I actually, who I actually knew. And he was like, Geraldo's coach told me, man, that this is the fight. It's like, there was, I think it was Andre Pedaneros in the background. So it's like, Okay, that's weird. So I went back to Alex. It's like he, he knew it was from the coach from 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 Geraldo. And he's like, Yeah, but I haven't agreed to a fight, dude. This is not true. I say, I believe you. So I took it down. Then the guy comes back to me. He's like, Yeah, Andre was mistaken. It was Chris Gutierrez, not Alex Perez. <laughs> <laughs> but from that moment, I'm always good with Alex. You know, I I talk to him all the time. So and he can take a joke. He's not like super upset or something when you when you say some something like this because sometimes fighters get upset, you know. But he was super cool about it. So I always bring it back up. But um, yeah, I like Cap as well. Don't get me wrong, man. I think he's a super talented guy. Uh, came from Ryzen. He had a tough uh, beginning in the UFC with two losses against Pantoja and against Nicolau. The Nicolau fight was kind of sketchy. He could have gone both ways. I think actually Cap won that fight, but okay. After that, he he reinvented pretty much himself, and he looked really good, man. The thing was, he was really like hesitant to throw his strikes in the first two fights in his UFC career. It kind of looked like Tyron Tyron Woodley at a certain moment. You know what sure. I mean? Tyron had the same thing at, the, at a certain moment. So um, now he's back on track. He's looking to get that top top ten, almost top five spot, right, against uh, Alex Perez. And Alex Perez is uh, is a difficult guy to 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 say anything about, you know, because the thing is like, he's pretty much all around, I feel, you know, but in this last fight, he got bum rushed by, by Pantoja like crazy, you know, yeah, Pantoja yeah, went yeah. to him. I don't think he, he expected that at all. Um, before that, the Davidson Figueredo fight, man, I, I still think, you know, people were like, oh, Davidson easily submitted him. But I feel like also people forgot Davidson grabbed the cage twice to adjust yeah. his position and get to the submission. And nobody saw that. But we're like just small adjustments to just get into a certain uh, movement. You know what I mean? So um, the thing is just with Alex Perez, he, he hasn't fought a lot. You know what I mean? A lot of pullouts, not, not only because of him, also because of his opponents. COVID was there back then. So, man, this fight is difficult. You know, I think... Um, I think both guys have something to offer. You know, I think if it goes to a finish, I, I favor Manel Cap. If it goes to a decision, I think Alex Perez can win. I think Alex better on the ground. I think Cap might be better standing, you know, so it's pretty much how it goes, I think. But um, both guys are really like all around, you know. Cap can also be fighting on the ground and Perez can also strike. But Perez is like, uh, he got the wrestling base. I don't know if you know his original nickname from Alex Perez. What is it? The decision, so um, <laughs> uh, he he dropped that one, but I Good. always uh, annoy him with it. It's like, hey, the decision, what's up? So, um, yeah, Manal Cap, he's a finisher. We know that normally he's a finisher. He goes for the finish. So, I would either bet Manal Cap inside the distance or Alex Perez uh, goes to distance. One of the two. Okay, I love it, man. And like I said, I'm I'm on the cap side because 
the odds I love minus 175, and I, I do see him winning this fight. I'm a big Alex Perez fan. I've been high on this kid. He's older than me. This guy for a very long time. I've been betting on him for a very long time, but between the ring rust and the misfortune inside the octagon, going up against an opponent who's as hot and as talented as Menel Cop, I have to side with Menel Cop here. But if Alex Perez wins, I'll be happy, man, because he is a title contender who's had some bad luck the past three years or so. So hope he can turn it around. Finally, my last bet for the night is my parlay. I've been on a little streak with my parlays. I've been doing pretty good with my parlays. If Sam Patterson would have done a little bit better last week, I would have been like five for five, but it's okay. Still love you, Sam. Anyways, this week's parlay, I'm going with Tucker Lutz and Nate Landwehr. That's minus 275 for Lutz, minus 200 for Landwehr. Put it together, plus 104 on BetMGM. Do you like my parlay? No. No. <laughs> no, it's not like I don't like it, but I, I wouldn't parlay it myself. There's no okay. Way to okay. But uh, yeah, it's it's I mean it's a possible parlay. You know, let's let's start with Lutz against uh, Pineda. Um I really think that's that's a hit or miss, man, to be really honest. You know, I think Lutz uh I think Lutz is decent, but I'm not still not really con con how do you say that? Uh convinced. Convinced, yeah. Same goes for Pineda, man. Pineda is a guy. His two biggest wins were on PFL against Kaibulaev and Kennedy, and they both got overturned in the no contest because of he used something, you know? Yeah. So his two biggest wins are scrapped off his record pretty much. Um, came back to the UFC, um, did well against Herbert Burns, man, in his comeback, you know? and uh, Everyone after... seems to be doing well against Herbert Burns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Landwehr didn't. But... <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean... Uh, and. And the thing is with Pineda, like, uh, he got suspended again, I think, you know. Uh, yeah. I don't know what's up. So, um, but I think if he can find a way he fought before, he can win the fight, you know. That's how I feel about this fight. So, for me, it's like a hit or miss. Pineda can win the fight. Lutz can also. That's why it's a close fight. And I wouldn't bet on personally, but if you feel comfortable, definitely do. Uh, Lantwer Lingo. That's not going to be a crazy fight, dude, because Landwehr only knows one uh, one way, and that's 100% forward with no defense and going full crazy. Yep. And we also know Lingo loves to strike and bang as well. So this is going to be an absolute banger, you know. There's a very smart uh, fight by the UFC put this on the main card. We know it was Landwehr against Caceres first, but uh, now it's Lingo. I'm happy for Lingo. He gets another shot because uh, Ramos was yeah. overweight, eight pounds. Um, crazy. Yeah. Um, and also Lingo fights pretty much at home with Ford's MMA fighter as well. So it's also in Texas. Yeah. Um, I, I'm signing here with Landwehr. I think he has more upside. And I'm really, I got to say, I'm really impressed with Landwehr. Definitely with the Ludovic Klein fight. That is, for me, his most impressive fight so far in the UFC. Oh, Nama was impressive? It, it was. But for me, Klein was the most impressive. And I'll tell you why. Because I think Klein was one of the biggest uh, favorites on that card back then. And I was sure, I remember I was talking to Adam Martin in the podcast. I was like, uh, this is like pretty much a lock for me, you know, late in, and for Ludwig Klein against Nate Landwehr. Nate Landwehr absolutely did amazing in that fight and even yeah. got the finish, you know. So, and the Onama fight, he had a bad first round, you know, but after that, he turned it around. Second, third round, Onama was gassed as hell and he did crazy. Landwehr did the Landwehr, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, yeah. I'm on Landwehr here. I think he has uh, he has a great gas tank as well. I, I'm taking him. Um, 
I'm going with decision, man. I think Lingo can hold on for 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 three rounds, but I go with decision. That will be a very fun one, man. I think this might be a fight of the night uh, candidate. So, um, my my Lutz, my Lutz. Uh, this, let me let me explain my Lutz pick. Yeah. One, I mean Lutz is 28 years old and Pinhead is tw- uh, 37 years old. Mm-hmm. This is just a statistic I like to throw out there because I think it's relevant. When a fighter is eight plus years younger, they win at a 65 percent clip statistics you can you can take it into account or you don't have to i certainly am i just see tucker lutz going out here doing what he does best and wrestling daniel panetta for three rounds for a decision i think pineta between the inactivity the suspensions the no contest having two ufc fights since 2014 mm, i think it's a recipe disaster for the 37 year old but i do agree it's probably the closer fight of my parlay because i think landweir is absolutely going to dog over Lingo. Lingo taking it on short notice. Landwehr's Landwehr. He's an absolute freak and a beast. Sure, Lingo is in camp for the, what was it, last week or two weeks ago when his fight got canceled. So he's still fresh. But I just think Landwehr is everywhere this fight goes, especially on the short notice. And even though uh, Austin Lingo is Fortis fighting at home, Gonna have the home crowd. You know for a fact, bro, after that first round, Nate Landwehr is gonna be getting some chance in Texas because who the hell doesn't chant, uh, chant for Nate the Great Landwehr? We'll see. Close parlay. Do you have any bets I didn't bring up, buddy? Uh, let me think. Um, I really like Macy Barber in their fight against Andrea Lee. I was thinking about parlaying her. Yeah, I really like her because I think she's like very aggressive. She come forward. Andrea Lee, I think she looked good against Viviani Araujo in the last fight in the first round, but then she faded um, after almost knocking out Araujo in the first round. Um, but Barber with her wrestling, um, with, with with her, with, with her, how do you say that, with her aggressiveness, I think she she gets a decision win against Andrea Lee. So uh, that's one of the picks I'm pretty sure about. Uh, the the co-main event, I'm pretty sure about Holly Holm. Keeps it, uh, keeps it technical. Keeps a lot of dirty boxing again against the cage like she always does and gets a decision victory. So, um, and I'm very uncharacteristically for me, I'm going against a Russian fighter in the opening uh, fight of the main card. Uh, I'm going with Shidi. I think Shidi knocks him out, to be really honest. I, I, listen, man, I think Durayev was like a real good prospect a few years ago. And I think the UFC went too late on him. You know, I, agree. I think he was really good in the ACB where he's a double champion. UFC came just three or four years too late for him. And you see in his fights, like he is like fading sometimes after one round. You know what I mean? You saw it against Buckley. He was really fading at one, after one round and Buckley finished him or he, he didn't continue anymore. And also against Kopilov in his debut, man. First two rounds were pretty okay, but third round was bad, you know? So and with Shidi, we know Shidi fades sometimes as well, but Shidi hits hard, you know what I mean? So if Albert doesn't use his wrestling, he's be in trouble, I think. So we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. We'll see. <laughs> so if if you replace Tucker Lutz in my parlay and put Macy Barber in with Nate Landwehr, that's still plus 104. So that's something to consider. And then Macy yeah. Barber, by decision, is uh, minus 125, which I really like. And then I, I like Chidi, too. Uh, I especially like Chidi by knockout, which is right now plus 100 on BetMGM. I think that's playable. And then what was the other pick? Oh, you said you're thinking about Holly Holm and Yana Santos, Kunitskaya. I'm not touching that fight. 
I'm not betting on any women MMA who are 41 years old and coming off of a baby. But hey, Marcel, you do you, brother. Yeah, it's probably also not plus money. I don't think Holly uh, uh, decision is not plus money. Holly decision right now is sitting at minus 115. Yeah. So. yeah. Just to sit back and enjoy that one. My wallet's yeah. going to take that fight <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, Marcel, my man, that's all I got. Thank you so much for joining, dude. Really appreciate it. And everybody, check out Marcel at Big Marcel 24 although you probably already follow him. Check out Tapped Out, Saturday night, 79 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, let's win some money, people. Let's win some money. Marcel, kick ass, brother, and have a good day. You too, man.